ships that run on ocean plastic. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The prolonged dryness in the West has led to some desperate ideas about how to get water into parched areas. Last week, a group of lawmakers in Utah voted to study a plan to pump seawater 700 miles from the Pacific Ocean to the Great Salt Lake, which fell to its lowest level in recorded history last year. According to the Salt Lake Tribune, some environmentalists call it a crazy idea, a pipeline they say would degrade the landscape it crosses and disrupt the lake's chemical Instead, a better option would be for the state to figure out how to use less water. As that plan was under consideration, a new study shows that areas of Colorado, Utah, and Wyoming may have less water due to climate change and could be transformed into regions that more closely resemble the arid southwest, like Arizona. The research from the Los Alamos Laboratory shows that there will be earlier snowmelt and stream flow, requiring reservoir managers and planners to adjust. The study showed that particularly in the Green River area, where the three states border each other, there will be more arid conditions and higher elevations seeing less snowpack as temperatures continue to rise. The oceans are full of plastics, from water bottles and takeout containers to abandoned fishing nets. Cleaning up the waste is challenging, but two new projects are underway that could turn that trash into treasure using ships that convert garbage into renewable fuel. One of the efforts is led by Gaia First, a Paris-based NGO, which plans to build a ship that will work round the clock gathering plastic and then process it into either green hydrogen or green ammonia. Green hydrogen can be used to power electric motors and is two to three times more efficient than internal combustion engines running on gasoline. Green ammonia is made using renewable methods and can be used in fertilizers. The collection ship would use a smaller vessel to corral the trash, and Gaia First says it could eliminate 25 tons of plastic a day. A similar endeavor to convert ocean plastic into energy is being developed by H2 Industries from New York. Besides collecting the waste and converting it to hydrogen, the company says it already has plans for all-electric ships powered by the fuel to replace diesel and heavy oil used by cruise ships, tankers, and container vessels. The so-called Internet of Things, or IoT as it's known, is a term that describes a network of connected devices that interact and exchange information. Most people are familiar with IoT through smart appliances in their homes or wearable technology like Fitbits, but it's also used in drones to monitor crops or in sensors that operate traffic lights. Although the devices individually only require low power, the exponential growth of these smart things will require a lot of energy that, given the climate crisis, will need to be produced using renewables. With that in mind, researchers at the University of Cambridge turned to algae, specifically a non-toxic cyanobacteria called blue-green algae that naturally harvests energy from the sun through photosynthesis and produces an electrical current. In their experiment, the team put algae in water in a small container on a windowsill and let it do its thing. As it photosynthesized, electrons interacted with an aluminum electrode to power a computer microchip. And it never stopped. 
So long as the algae had water and light, it kept chugging away. It even produced power at night, which the researchers attributed to the organism still munching some of its food in the dark. The system, which is the size of a AA battery, is made with common, inexpensive, and largely recyclable materials. And the researchers say it could provide a reliable and renewable way to run small devices, especially in off-grid or remote locations. And finally, who doesn't like a good spa day to look and feel your best? Well, according to new research, dolphins are no different and visit coral clinics to keep their skin healthy. Researchers from the University of Zurich, working in the Northern Red Sea near Egypt, observed dolphins rubbing their bodies against corals and sponges. The behavior seemed purposeful as the animals politely waited their turn to pass over the corals, and they were choosy, brushing up against only the gorgonian and leather corals and a certain sea sponge. The researchers found that the dolphins' activity was agitating tiny polyps in the corals to make them release mucus. The team even observed some of the animals taking bits of corals in their mouths and swinging them around to shake the compounds loose. After analyzing samples of the corals in the lab, the team found 17 active antibacterial, antioxidative, and hormonal compounds. They think the dolphins are using the mucus to regulate their skin's microbiome and to treat infections, but it will take more study to say for sure. According to the scientists, corals are both a dolphin's bedroom and playground. And because the animals routinely rubbed corals after napping, they're just like us. They want to feel fresh and clean before starting their day. That's it for This Week in Water. Support comes from GC Green, a veteran, woman, and Native American-owned clean energy and resiliency solutions company. Learn more at gcgreen.com.